Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording from our 2021 Elul Learning Series. We are going to tonight dive back into some of the ways in which during this Elul program we are thinking about not just ourselves, but also the larger community, and specifically tonight through a social action lens, which for the past two Wednesdays we've been doing, one was about Shemitah, the other, the first one was with Rabbi Dr. Aryeh Cohen, and it was about homelessness, Um, and Henry asked me to introduce this class, and one of the things that I just want to share as an introduction is One LA, uh, in the background of Temple Beth Am, is doing a lot of incredible work for the city and for our community members. I think there are many ways in which our community members connect to what it means to be Jewish and connect to what it means to be part of a community. And sometimes that's through davening and sometimes that's through reading Torah and sometimes that's through attending classes and sometimes that's through doing real action Uh, whether it's social justice or social action, to better the places that we live and better the world, ultimately, which sounds like a cliche, but I do believe that if we are able to connect ourselves to to the, the nuclear world that we live in, we are actually bettering the world for those who we might not even know. Um, who are in our midst and are in need of that help and in need of that assistance. Uh, The reason I said that 1LA was in the background is not because they are not recognized or not known to our community, but because so much of what our 1LA participants are doing is not necessarily always at the front lines of a sermon or in every bulletin. Um, And it's fast moving work. And I think that part of that is what's so commendable is that just like we know that when you give tzedakah, that the highest form of tzedakah is to do it anonymously, that also healing our world and fixing the things in our world that are truly broken, sometimes when they're done behind the scenes, um, it it really makes the world an even better place. And I just wanted to call out the fact that earlier on in this in this year, months ago now, I guess, um, Nancy made a um, presentation to the board about how One LA and she did this humbly, but I'm going to say she specifically um, helped make sure that people in Los Angeles were getting vaccinated when it's hard for them to, and it's things like that that really make us proud to be part of a community that's doing such good work um, to to make the world that we live in, the greater world and the city that we live in a better place. So I'm really blessed and uh, honored to be here with you this evening. And I'm going to pass it over to whoever's speaking first. So I guess I'll, I'll take that uh, as a hint. So welcome, everyone. I wanted to... Um, point out that our focus this evening is going to be on affordable housing, homelessness, and mental health in particular, and what is the impact on us, meaning not just us individually or us at Betham, but also us in the greater community. This is the agenda we want to run through, and I want to start by going around the room, so to speak, and find out a little bit about who each of us is. Um, so I'm Henry Morgan. I'm a leader in 1LA at Beth Am. 
and I normally dive into the Library Minion, and I've been with the synagogue now. It'll be um, my 40th anniversary at the Library Minion this this high holidays. And feel free to unmute and let us know a little bit about you. Maybe I'll call on people so that we can we can okay. do it. Uh, um, so I'll just go around my Zoom room. Nancy, you want to go next? Sure. I'm Nancy Goldstone. I'm also a leader with 1LA. And I had to do some math when Henry said that. So I think this is the second time around of being at Beth Am, which is, I think, 34 years. I was here as a child. And, um, yeah, oh, and I'm normally with Beitane. Woohoo! Uh, Gary, <laughs> you're I'm, muted, I'm, Gary. I'm sorry, I'm Gary Backrat. I, I don't want to, I don't, I want to say I'm with, with Bait. I haven't been, Baitanum is still a little news for me. I've been with Beth Am for, I think we joined uh, a few years after or before, after our kids were born. And, um, and, but I was a member of, I went to Beth Am many times as a, a single person 30, 40 years ago. And, um, um, and um, no, it's just, it's been a good, a good community for me and good, good friends that I have here. And to the woman who made you not a single person in Temple Beth Am, Marlies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, yeah, we actually, well, we, we joined in 99. I'm Marlies, Marlies Backrack. Um, yeah, it was, so it's 22 years. We actually got married here, there uh, at Beth Am, um, several years before that. And um, I also attend Beitenu. Paula. Hi, Paula Perlman. <laughs> I, I, I don't know when we joined. So um, many years ago, I think when my daughter was an infant. So she's 33. How about that? And I've been a library minion person. And then, uh, but I float in a lot to bait and baiting. And I like the daily minion too. And anything Rabbi Schatz teaches, I'm sort of there for. <laughs> Except this Shrugin thing, I'm uh, not doing that. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you can find it on the podcast. Uh, Miriam. Oh, I'm Miriam Cantor. I've been at Beth um, long before I married my husband. I was library minion. Sometimes I go to bait. Sometimes I also go to a small synagogue called Avatara because I like. Anyway, um, and my memory is not right here, but I'm a long-term member of Vietnam and a long-term member of One LA, and I love what it does. You guys give me hope. I thank you for your good work. Hmm. Diane. Yes, I'm Diane Shirishow. I've been involved uh, with Temple Bethlehem for probably about 25 years and usually attend uh, the library minion. Um, most of my time at uh, the temple has been, I've been involved with social action um, with very different kinds of, many different kinds of projects. I've been involved with 1LA since the very beginning. And Rabbi Leiter was the one who got us involved. And um, it's been a very wonderful opportunity, and I've enjoyed um, all the various things I've been able to do in social action. Thanks, Diane. Karen. Hi. I think uh, we've been members for over 30 years. Uh, we moved into a building where Devorah Coker's son lived, and you can't know the Coker's without knowing about their home. 
and being pushed through the door. I've never been to an LA, an LA meeting, which is my first, but the invite of a neighbor of mine, PP. <laughs> Suzanne, you want to introduce yourself? Suzanne, you're muted. Okay, Tyson, we'll go to you and we'll come back to Suzanne. I think she's being prompted. All right, hi. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm multitasking. I'm making dinner while I'm at this meeting, so I might drop out early. But okay. uh, it's easy for me to remember how long I've been a member because we joined when Rabbi Rembaum married us. So I just have to remember how long I've been married to know how long I've been <laughs> at Beth Am. And it's been my 20-year anniversary at, as, uh, as a married man and my 20-year anniversary as a member at Temple Beth Am. Um, and I'm also on Team Beitenu. Woohoo! Uh, Suzanne, are you ready? Suzanne said that she she wants me to just introduce her because she's in the middle of eating. Great. So the answer no is more quickly. Um, we have been married since '85, and so that's when she got involved with Temple Beth Am. Before that, she actually sang in the choir at Temple Emmanuel on the high holidays for um, well over a decade, anyway. Um, so she's um, that's more her background. Wonderful, and you know, Keith, Keith last. Last but not least, Keith. Hello, Keith Kalara. I am an organizer with One LA, and I've been working with Temple Pitham for uh, over the summer. <laughs> and so great to have you here. All right, back to you, Henry. So I think that we, we did the opening with um, Rabbi Schatz before we all went through this. So now I'm going to uh, turn this over to Gary to talk about a brief explanation about what we do and what we are. And then we'll have a discussion to try to introduce what a house meeting is and then actually do a house meeting. And when we're done with that, we'll come back together. We'll probably break into a couple groups for the house meeting. When we come back together, then we'll do kind of a summary of how that went and talk about next steps and where we're going. So, Gary. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be talking about a few things, but what is 1LA? And 1LA as you can see on the screen, is composed of diverse member institutions, not people, it's institutions, and that's what's important, across L.A. County, and they're acting powerfully together in, to, to, uh, on concrete issues facing the community. And part of, it's part of, 1LA is part of a nationwide network of uh, grassroots organizations um, representing a broad-based group of people in their respective communities. So what have we been doing lately right now? We're doing a lot of inter-institutional inter, house, house meetings where people can discuss um, issues which is important to them. And this way you get to know these people and they get to know you. And that develops the relationship, which is so important. Um, lately, this, this, this past summer, we, we had a, a COVID-19 vaccination drive. We talked to like 4,000 people and um, got numerous numerous of them um, got vaccinated, and they're also dealing with um, healthcare deserts and f food deserts, where there's just not enough uh, places that have healthy food. Um, we also deal with one LA also deals with research and advocacy. Advocacy, which we're talking about right now, the main stretches are, are, are accountable, affordable housing, which I'm really housing related, homeless, homeless, which means unsheltered and 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 house unhoused people physical and mental health, which also goes into housing and human trafficking. And um, I just want to work a couple definitions for you. 
um, we're going to be doing a house meeting shortly. House meetings are a small group of a small comp- group conversations focused on key issues uh, or questions leading, leading to learn about the personal experiences of, of the people in the community. So you can, you're talking to these people, what is important to you? What is impacting you? And this would lead to, this then goes to the next layer down is research, research actions or um, focus, focus, focus um, actions. And research actions are basically one layer down is, um, is meeting with key political or representatives and policymakers to deepen our understanding and their understanding of issues and possible actions to take. So you're meeting with people like um, politicians, you're meeting with um, business leaders who have power. You're not talking to me, you're talking to people who have, have power. Um, organizing, there's next step is organizing, is and you try to get people that to, to working toward consensus. You get all these groups together and across institutions, Again, these again the institutions because that's where the power is, and they have a common interest in building personal relationships that they can move forward on on issues. Um, another issue heavily involved right now is affordable housing. Just a definition: affordable housing is, is, sub, is subsidizers significantly below market value rents, so that people with moderate incomes can live there. So it's not free housing; it's just a question of getting enough people so they can live in in in, in, in housing that um, they can afford. And then we're de- also dealing with homelessness, which is a major issue. And what is homelessness is basically an unshel- uh, being unsheltered in, on the street or, or, on, or on intense or unhoused, being you know, unhoused totally. And you need, you need temporary, temporary housing or shelter uh, for the, or sheltering for those, those areas. So that's my issues. And I think we'll pass it on. You don't need some of the things we've been working on um, over the last year, uh, Gary already alluded to some of this, but one of the biggest things we did was to press for the California Earned Income Tax Credit for taxpayers that use tax identification numbers instead of uh, social security numbers. These are generally the people who are at the very bottom of our uh, pay scale, so they really are the most desperately in need of some support in order to just stay, um, you know, s- to survive in the California environment economically. And so we were able to persuade in two phases, uh, help persuade the state legislature and a governor to extend that credit to families who had children that were six and under, and then to actually expand it to all people who are in that uh, particular credit. I think it was through the end of September, the the fiscal, um, I think it was through the end of this year, actually. Um, We also piloted, as Gary talked about, this neighborhood vaccine vaccine site model for LA County. We were able to help set one up and show them how it actually works. Our target was to get 600 people vaccinated on three-week centers at a South LA site. We were able to get 800 people vaccinated at that site with 90-something percent uh, return rate for that second vaccine, which was incredibly high. And also, we've now had more than, I think it's 2,000 actual people in other places as well who we've helped get vaccinated in um, areas where they desperately need to improve their vaccination rates. 
in addition, we're researching areas where the vaccination rate is still low to try to understand what the issue is. And Gary, again, alluded to some of that. One of the issues is that they have medical um, uh, medical deserts, which basically means they don't really have medical providers in the area that they can count on and get reliable information from. So there's a lot of disinformation going around in those neighborhoods, and they don't really have people they can trust to understand how important it is to get the vaccination. Uh, the eviction moratorium, we helped, this was another thing we did statewide to get that extended in, in conjunction with our other California IAF organizations. So we did that with uh, state representatives, and we also specifically spoke with Senator Kamlager uh, to get her support on that. We have been working on supporting tenant rights, uh, the tenant right to counsel for evictions, which was uh, passed in in Los Angeles, and we worked with uh, Paul Koretz to get that happen. We're currently working with uh, several judges and the district attorney regarding the homelessness mental health judicial system revolving door that seems to be going on. We need to figure out how to break that and um, we actually have a couple of judges looking into how to resolve that problem. Um, there should be, there were supposed to be some people in um, his courtroom that that were um, uh, social workers trying to help resolve this problem, and they didn't show up. So either we have uh, way under funding, or you know, there's there's a lot of things that are going on. We need to try to understand what what the issue is, but we're going to be trying to help. Um, break the revolving door problem and actually get the kind of help that they need. At the TBA core team, uh, that's most of the people that introduce themselves here uh, as part of TBA's uh, 1LA group. Um, we've been working with affordable housing in our neighborhood locally here. There's a hotel development that's um, being worked on. And so we've been talking with, uh, again, Paul Koretz's office, uh, for the Council District 5, the developer's representative and the city planner to try to better understand where they are with um, what is or isn't going on. We, we're going to try to meet again with Paul Koretz directly to try to um, get a more clear position on where he stands on this. We're concerned about wanting to make sure that affordable housing isn't disappearing. Uh, we're supposed to be trying to find more affordable housing in Los Angeles, and so uh, we're working to try to figure out how to make sure at least some of it doesn't go off the market. And then um, we've also been, as we talked about, holding these inter-institutional house meetings throughout the summer. And um, this is really kind of the building block of how 1LA works. We, we work, as we said, as organizing people to talk together to find out what we have in common that we can go build enough power to go talk to the powers that be um, to try to influence them or or at least understand where they're coming from and help direct to the extent that we can to try to find better solutions for um, the issues that we are seeing. Okay. Um, and that brings us to tonight's meeting. Um, and as um, Gary mentioned, the, the definitions um, were a, a small group um, meeting to um, share experiences. And um, the reason we do this is to add, um, to build relationships with each other 
and learn um, that we're not alone in our struggles and that there are other people that we can work with um, about on these issues, the common issues that emerge as a result of our stories. Um, and um, lead organizer, Robert, who the lead organizer of one LA likes to call it the um, public dimension of our private pain. Um, so as um, was mentioned, we'll be breaking into small groups, um, perhaps uh, reintroduce ourselves and briefly respond to the question, which we'll go over in a moment. Um, and just some ground rules um, when we're sharing with each other um, is to give everyone an opportunity to speak, um, to actively listen to other stories um, without responding, trying to fix or solve problems, um, to speak from your own personal experiences and be specific using I statements. After everyone has spoken, we'll come back together as a larger group again and um, get to hear a key story or summary of the stories that were shared. And um, so our focusing question tonight is, um, what are your personal experiences with affordable housing, homelessness, and mental health? And um, as Henry mentioned, the, and it's been also, I think, mentioned by Gary, too, we've been having these interinstitutional house, interinstitutional house meetings. And um, one story that came out of a recent uh, meeting um, had to do with a leader whose nephew um, has been in um, a cycle of getting arrested and re released and rearrested because he has a mental illness and um, a mental illness diagnosis and doesn't make his court dates um, due to that. Um, this leader also mentioned as, Gare, um, as Henry talked, spoke about the um, social workers not being present, that she, she noticed that they weren't present in the court. So no one's helping him. And um, anyway, that's one of the stories um, that we've heard recently. And we um, tonight would like to hear more more of our stories. So I'm not sure, to, uh, we're ready to break up. Great. I was just waiting, just waiting for my cue. Yeah, um, so split, split us into two groups. And oh, just two? Marlise is going to be, well, I'm trying to look at how many people we have here. That's totally fine. I um, just, I had put you into three, but I'm happy to do two. Yeah, I think two will be okay. Great. Uh, so Paula, Paula needs to be in one and Marlise needs to be in one. And then the rest right. needs to be randomish. That is how I have it already. So that is fantastic. Um, okay, I'm gonna open the rooms. All right, Shats, would you pull us out at around uh, 7.50? Sure, no problem. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, well, welcome back everyone. So house meetings are a way to take a pulse of what's on everyone's mind so that we can find issues that speak to many of us. And this house meeting night has been an example of relational organizing, which we also do when we meet with officials or with experts. Um, Paula, was there a story in your house meeting that you'd like to share? Yes, there was. Um, so we had a person in our meeting um, walks to the grocery store and um, encountered a young woman on the street with a sleeping bag. This is around a 25-year-old woman. And 
approached her and said, you know, is everything okay? Is there something that you need? And she asked for money. Um, and this person's um, practice is to, if they can, you know, to give a couple dollars, but also to offered um, to go into the store and buy some healthy food and ended up with um, coming out of the store, giving her some healthy food as well as some, you know, money and left feeling um, frustrated. Like it goes on forever. It's a few blocks away from, you know, their home. It's, what it's so prevalent and, and what, you know, what are we going to do about it? And so I think that um, story sort of exemplifies the degree of frustration that people feel when they're, um, you know, as we walk around our city, as we drive around the city and encounter people experiencing homelessness about what can we do about it and what are we doing about it? And we contrast that with where people are living in um, affordable housing or subsidized housing with supported services. There's a building near Benet David and people are living there and they're getting supportive services. And so see the contrast of, you know, what we can do when we put our mind to solving it versus what doesn't happen when we're not doing something specifically about it. Thank you, Marlies. Marlies, was there a story that you want to share? Um, let's see. I think um, maybe just to summarize, a lot of the stories had to do with, I mean, the diversity of reasons that people become homeless, as well as um, just that we you don't necessarily know. They're just people in different all walks, all walks of life. And, who, um, you know, who just, just, are, you know, find it just not affordable um, to live in this city and, uh, and that there don't seem to be the services um, necessary to help them. Thank you. So personal stories that we tell and hear have the ability to make us feel, they engage us and they can agitate us. Maybe there was a story in your group that affected you and made you want to do something about it. So when LA is done, as we heard, five nights of multiple house meetings each night this summer. So about 300 people will have participated, uh, actually by last week, that's when we finished. And um, this Monday night, we're going to be looking at the trends in those meetings and processing what it all means, what issues are crying out to us and what we can work on that will make Los Angeles a better place for us to all live. So our Elul theme has been rebuilding our home. And our question is, how do we want to rebuild Los Angeles? So if you want to join us, reach out with your email and you'll be put on our list for information. Join us Monday night at seven o'clock on Zoom and we'll get you the link to hear about all of the issues that have come up in our many house meetings. If you're interested in joining us for research actions, when LA has a group for that, give us your in info and we'll send your name to that committee. And also we here at Beth Ann have been doing research actions. So lots of ways you can get involved. And if you want more information or just want to talk more about what we do, please call on any one of us or you can email me at nancy.com 
Goldstone, I don't know, Warren Nancy one at put my two emails together at gmail.com. And thank you. Rabbi Schatz, do you have uh, announcements about more LO learning? Um, I, I could announce more things about Elul this week, um, but I first just want to say thank you for putting this program together. I know that because I've been on the emails, I know that there was a lot of preparation and a lot of thought that went into this, and hopefully people will be listening to this podcast and will be, become very interested in, in all the work that you are all doing, and I just, I love how this is really a theme that you connected so directly to both the general idea of what we are supposed to do during Elul and in terms of looking inward to figure out how we can help and repair on the outside. And also in terms of our own internal theme of rebuilding our home and what does it mean to physically rebuild homes and physically rebuild space to be homes, but also how do we rebuild our Temple Beth Am home to provide homes uh, for those who are in need. So thank you for making all those very meaningful and deep connections. Um, tomorrow night, we have a class with one of our rabbinic residents, David Kaplinski. And it, that will be at 7 p.m. Thursday, August 26th. And if you have not learned from him yet, please come, both because I think it'll be an interesting class, but also because we love for our residents to feel like they're being supported uh, and uh, are eager to be able to teach our whole community. So we would love to see you there. And have a great night. Uh, Henry, is there anything you wanted to share to end this? I just want to thank everybody that was able to come, and um, we're going to, um, core team, I think, we're going to ask you to hang in here for just another few minutes to talk together about how it went, but um, other than that, um, that's it. Thanks. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.